This episode of the Nocturnal Disney Podcast is brought to you by Palms and Parks. They are high-quality t-shirts and tank tops that have cool, fun designs that help show off your love for Disney in a unique and smart way. Visit them at palmsandparks.com and check out what their store has to offer. There's something there for everyone. Welcome, foolish listeners, to the Nocturnal Disney Podcast. I am your host, your show host. (laughs) Ah, is this show's time bar actually stretching? Or is it your imagination? Hmm? And consider this dismaying observation. There's no skip or rewind button. (laughs) Which offers this chilling challenge. To find... A way out! (laughs) Of the Nocturnal Disney Podcast. I'm bringing the party to you. Look, I really don't want to hurt you. I wouldn't stress about it. Give it to Ronan so he can destroy the galaxy? What are you, some saint all of a sudden? What has the galaxy ever done for you? Why would you want to save it? Because I'm one of the idiots who lives in it! Peter, you have a metal arm? That is awesome, dude! I wear them front, I wear them back, I, I go, go inside, inside out, out. Then, then I go, I go front, front and back. Dad! What is this thing? Look how it thinks it's so cool. It's not cool to get help. Walk by yourself, you little gargoyle. I'm the boss, I'm the boss, I'm the boss. <laughs> I'm glad. I don't care. You couldn't have done that earlier. I hate you. This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! <laughs> Thank you for joining us for episode 21 of the Nocturnal Disney Podcast on December 8th, 2018. We appreciate you listening. My name is Bryce. This is Chris. Say hi, man. What's up, dude? Hey, buddy. It's been a long time. It's been a month. <laughs> Very long time. Being sick is obnoxious. It is. It is. I hated it. I think it's Jamie's fault. It was. It's, it was all my wife's fault. It's your wife's fault. She's filthy. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to join our discussion, you can join us on Facebook. Just search the Nocturnal Disney Podcast and join our little group. You can email me at my new email, Bryce at NocturnalDisneyPodcast.com. That's B-R-I-C-E at NocturnalDisneyPodcast.com. And you can say something quick to me on Twitter at Disney Nocturnal. You can also find me on Instagram at the Nocturnal Disney Podcast, all separated by underscores. So we have quite a bit to talk about today, don't we, Chris? Yeah, we got tons. I mean... Well, I mean, we had like a month off, so... Exactly. (laughs) A lot's going to happen in that time. Exactly. I mean, we're going to be talking about The Lion King. We're going to be talking about Star Wars, Frozen, The Skyliner... We're going to be talking about Mary Poppins. We're going to be talking about Wreck-It Ralph. Special events going on at Disney Springs. we got all kinds of things to go mm-hmm. and talk about. So let's just jump into it. Let's go. Okay, so the first thing we have to talk about. When I was younger... My mom took me to go see Aladdin. 
And I freaking love that movie. I love that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. I remember going to see that movie multiple times in theaters with multiple people. It was great. Yeah. And I'm like, that was a lot of fun. I remember thinking, man, that was that was awesome. I really enjoyed that. Then I went to go see The Lion King, and that kind of set me on my path for animation. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. Mm. It is great. And a couple years ago, when they said we're coming out with a remake of The Lion King, I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. And I've seen it now. Mm-hmm. Not the movie, obviously, but the trailer. The yeah. trailer dropped. And everybody in this world has seen the trailer a few times. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about it, man? Well, just like you, my first memory of this thing was uh, it was the very, in my as far as my memory goes, it's the only animated movie that I can remember seeing that little. Really? It's also the first time that I cried in the theater. That's understandable. I was very happy when Nell and Simba got back together, too. (laughs) Well, that's good. (laughs) But the Mufasa scene is what, you know, it kills you. Even to this day is what it does, yeah. That's worse than Bambi's mom dying. Far worse than Bambi's mom dying. You see a body. Yes, you do. And you get the whole wake up. Man, if it wasn't for that, that is the worst part mm -hmm. of it. It kills you. All right. Anyway, getting back to the trailer. It killed Mufasa. It <laughs> <laughs> killed him dead. Um, so, yeah, the trailer came out. Dude, the thing looks freaking fantastic. Doesn't it? Yeah. It I does. mean, I don't know what John Favreau's crew is as far as like the CGI and effects people, but those people just need to run Hollywood or start a school and show this is how it should be done. Exactly. Because for all the crappy CGI movies that we get all the time, you would think that at a certain point, there's going to be a separation of the masters, the elite, and then the bottom. And it's like, these people are just miles ahead of everybody else. I mean, there's a reason why we're calling it live action, even though arguably it is not live action. There's no argue about it. Yeah. It is an animated no, movie. No, 100% it is an animated <laughs> movie, but the argument, if there is an argument, is that it looks so good, though. That's the thing. It oh, looks there is no argument about that. So, it looks incredible. Yeah, it looks so good. I thought maybe, just maybe, because of how tight Disney is with Lucasfilm, that it was ILM who was doing the graphics for this. Mm-hmm. It's not. The Lion King... Looks like, I would say, nothing we've ever seen, except that we have the Jungle Book. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Like, when... <laughs> dude, when Rafiki comes up over the rock in the trailer, yeah, holy crap, yeah. blows me away every single time. And I've seen the trailer probably five or six times now. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it all looks really good. It looks like in live action. So, you know, you can understand when people are like, oh, no, it's a live action. No, it's not. But that's how good the team is doing this. Exactly. And then when you hit that score right at the very beginning, I mean, it just gets you hyped. You see Pride Rock. You see Rafiki grabbing uh, Simba and holding him up onto Pride Rock. I mean, it kind of, you just can't help but like reminisce, you know? Oh, exactly. And I love the way the trailer ends. Shows the date, and it has Mufasa saying, remember. So what's your opinion <laughs> on the fact that they got James Earl Jones back to do uh, Mufasa? It's the correct one, which is I'm happy he's back. Yeah. Because there is no way that 
anybody could have come back to be Mufasa aside from James Earl Jones. So He's are incredible. You, are you like in the line of similar with the, you know how they have Darth Vader in Rogue One, how they had James Earl Jones come back? Do you think like those two voices can only be done by him then because they're just so iconic? For Mufasa, yes, because I think this is where it's going to end. Star Wars is going to go forever. And at some point, Mm -hmm. they're going to have to recast the voice of Darth Vader. And at that point, fine. Yeah. But for right now, if James Earl Jones is alive and he's able to do it and he's willing to do it, Mm -hmm. I think he should be allowed to do it. I think he should have first crack at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear. I know a lot of people have been talking about, because you know with the new Disney remakes and stuff, they're remakes, but they're imagined differently. There's changes here mm-hmm. or there, things added in, things taken out, maybe. Sure. This movie with James Earl Jones kind of just gives me the vibe that they might just be sticking almost beat for beat. And I would agree with you, except that they're taking out the song Be Prepared. Okay. And they are 100% adding new songs in. I, I will argue that if you're going to put Mufasa in there, that Jeremy Irons should be back as Scar. And I will argue that 100%. It's impossible not only, to agree with that. That's the only thing that I find kind of frustrating is you got Mufasa back. Great. And I'm happy for it because, I mean, he's the only one who could do it. But then it's like you might as well just put Scar in. You know, and and I'd be fine with just those two. It's not like everybody. I mean, Timon and Pumbaa, yeah, but you obviously, <laughs> you obviously, those two. Like, I mean, I feel like you just can't have one without the other. You know what I'm saying? Kind of. For me, Mufasa's in the movie so little that it kind of makes sense to recast Scar because Scar is a bigger player in the movie than Mufasa is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Mufasa is not a main character. He's a side character. So it makes sense to redo all of your main characters. I mean, they're putting in John Oliver, which makes me very, very happy. (laughs) They're putting in Donald Glover, Beyonce, which I'm not happy about. But We'll see. I I think there's a reason we don't hear her speak. (laughs) I genuinely believe that. I think that Jeremy Irons' voice is incredible as Scar and I loved it I loved every second of it I love that Jeremy Irons was Alfred but yeah I think that if you're going to remake this movie the main characters at least should be recast I think everybody should be recast but again like I said I don't think you could have anybody be Mufasa aside from James Earl Jones yeah so that's my thoughts on it anyway. I hear what you're saying. Good trailer, though. Oh, dude, the trailer's fantastic. Speaking of trailers, people have been blowing the internet up, yelling at Marvel, give us an Avengers 4 trailer, give us an Avengers 4 trailer, give us an Avengers 4 trailer. And Marvel said, fine, you want a trailer, we'll give you a trailer. And they gave us Captain Marvel. So <laughs> That's not Avengers 4. <laughs> no, it is not. Yep. <laughs> What did you think about the trailer, Chris? I couldn't care less about it. Like, I mean, it's it goes in the same of the first one. I, and they're almost kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, they're essentially the same trailer. Yeah. Um, I mean, her in the Miss Marvel outfit, you know, with the hair and yeah, the flying mohawk. around in space and stuff. Like how, you know, the mask comes on and comes off. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but as far as like, do I care about this? 
No, I don't. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like it's like I'm still. It's like seeing a basic appetizer. You know what I'm saying? And like watching your steak being cooked over there, and it's just like we're gonna send this out real quick. <laughs> Here you go, and you're just like I don't I don't care about the bread. <laughs> I don't care about that. I'm looking at my steak right now. You know what I'm saying? And that's just kind of like how I feel, you know, leading up to Avengers 4. I agree. I agree. The trailer was not very good. I did not like the trailer really at all. I really didn't like what they did with Nick Fury. It was like, oh, it's a kitty. And then he started playing with the cat. It's like, yeah. Oh. Because, I mean, he seems right, like... director. <laughs> because, I mean, he's just a hardcore dude in Avengers. You know what I'm right. saying? Like... But he's still an Asian shield in this movie. You know what I'm saying? Right. He just seems a lot more like colorful and, you know. Which is fine. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know if it's not what I was expecting yeah, or it, it what could it was. Be that. I mean, maybe I he loses like his it. eye. When you lose your eye, maybe it just makes you grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't trust people. So Well, you've lost all peripherals. Will we see him lose his eye in here? I think so, yeah. Yeah, you have to, right? I think so, yeah, because if you were going to go to the effort, I mean, it's no effort really, but. Of putting the eye back in them. Yeah. Take it out. Take it out. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's not to say the movie isn't going to be good. Me and you talked about that. It doesn't mean that the movie is going to be terrible because a trailer doesn't mean anything. Absolutely not. Here's the thing. I wish Marvel was better with trailers. Because Infinity Wars trailers mm-hmm. looked awful. I didn't look i didn't have any interest i mean i had interest in the movie because it was the next avengers movie i, li- I like the trailer three but and that's the thing i can agree with you on that and not to get into a dc marvel thing but i feel like dc does the opposite their movies <laughs> came out split you know yeah and as well even though i like them a lot of people didn't their trailers look insane a lot of their trailers oh, that yes. come out, i'm like i'm sold oh absolutely you know what i'm saying so i mean obviously with marvel they know you're going to see it, you know, and that's what I think yeah. a lot of the uh, the attention goes. You know what I'm saying? They didn't show too much. Do you think stuff. they're hiding stuff? Yeah, like that's the only thing that makes sense, right? Because, I mean, it's the first trailer, the second trailer, it's only like a little bit longer, I think, and it's a lot similar. Yeah, it is. It's very, very so, similar. And Marvel is just good at that. They know what they're doing. They have a formula, and they don't need a... a oh my gosh, trailer, like a BVS, you know, like that trailer was absolutely nuts when it came out. But no, I, I would disagree with you because like you said, oh, I, I don't care about my appetizer. I'm looking at my steak. <sighs> yeah. I want Avengers 4. Well, everybody's clamoring about Avengers 4. Captain Marvel comes out before Avengers 4. Yeah. This needed to be incredible but because if thi- it wasn't... Saying that though... Is what I'm trying to say, though. I'm saying that for me and you, and and we're also the, you know, not many people are like us. We're not the, you know, necessarily the nerdiest. The nerdiest people don't necessarily run how the world sees things. You know what I'm saying? We're just a small little corner. So us talking about, I mean, are we going to see it? Are you going to see it? Of course I am. So the, And same thing with me. <laughs> That's the thing. It, it, there's st- it's still going to get the money in and still going to have the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like you just said, though, we are a small group, essentially. You have to sell the overall audience on the movie. And yeah, Marvel usually does make big numbers, great numbers. But I mean, if you keep putting out bad trailers, you can expect to start seeing smaller opening weekends. It could have legs, but at first it's not going to look the best. Like Black Panther. 
I really like Black Panther. Black Panther is now in my top five movies of Marvel. As it should be. As it should be. But the trailers were piss poor. I had no interest in them. I had no interest in that movie at all, judging from the trailers. Mm -hmm. I knew. I knew in my heart that opening night I would be there in the seat watching the movie because I didn't want it to be spoiled for me. But it wasn't because Marvel did such a good job selling me on an idea that I didn't know about. You know what I'm saying? It was because I said I've invested, I think at that point it was 19 movies worth of time into Marvel. I'm going to see it through. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, I don't know. I didn't like this trailer. I'm going to be there opening night. Like I said, Black Panther was great. So I think Captain Marvel has extreme potential. Mm-hmm. Plus, the Captain Marvel character, mm-hmm. I've never really enjoyed. Same. Like, but you know what? I The narrative can change. Uh, drastically. A, a month, three month, three weeks out, which is what Disney is known for and Marvel in that you'll start hearing reviews and people start seeing it and then they start saying, oh my gosh, this is awesome. If that happens, you don't need a trailer for that. You know, you're going to get the hype through everybody saying, you got to see this movie. This movie is great. So I feel like Disney Marvel is is doing that. I feel, feel like they go, we got a great movie. People will see it. You know, and again, this is only the second trailer. The third trailer might come out and completely kill us. Although I did like the part where she walks on the bus and punches the old lady in the face because she's a scroll. It was great. That was cool. I like that. Okay. You bring up the scrolls. Right. So Captain Marvel clearly dealing with the Kree Scroll War, mm-hmm. right? There are rumors that at some point today, the Spider Man Far From Home trailer is going to drop. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Monday we had Captain Marvel. Right. Today we get, might get Spider-Man. And then the other rumor is next week sometime, Avengers 4 trailer is going to drop. We do know that it's going to come before 2019. Right. That's what Kevin Feige said. We've also been talking that Phase 4, man, what's going to happen? What's going to be the big bad of Phase 4? What are we going to do? What are we going against? Mm-hmm. One through three has been Thanos. We need someone new because clearly we have Thanos in the movies now. What if it's the Skrulls? What if they're showing the Captain Marvel movie? Hey, we're kind of introducing you to the Skrulls, the idea of the Skrulls, because Captain Marvel sets it up. The Kree are heroes, warrior heroes, which would put the Skulls as the the Skrulls rather as mm-hmm. the villains. Yeah. Then you have Spider Man come out. And you have a villain like Mysterio. Well, Mysterio already deals with illusions and shape-shifting, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that could be another part of it. And then wouldn't it be interesting if in Avengers 4, like the first half is them beating Thanos, and then the second half is them starting like a Secret Wars movie? I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, we're going to be entering into a new phase I or what I would like to see is a Fantastic Four show up. Well, and, we need and, to get to that point first, right? But what I'm saying is, now that you're introducing scrolls, one of their main villains was Super Scroll. You know what I'm saying? So I can see the scrolls being a a villain. 
when you get like, like for instance, like I think like they're going to put the Fantastic Four eventually. They're going to be talking about the X Men. We know eventually they'll be in there. Most likely, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you can have the scrolls get in there, and I I still think that overall we're going to get a Galactus sort of villain next. Personally. Because I feel like you're going into the next stage. They finally got the rights to to Fox, basically. It's going to take a little bit, which is why I think the scrolls are going to be put there for, as like a buildup to introducing Fantastic Four, personally. I could see Galactus being the big bad of, say, like, Phase 5. But right now, Disney does not own Fox. Right, they don't. But right, I- so you can't. And they're planning so far in advance. They haven't announced anything, but I would guarantee you that they know what the next six movies are. So at that point, then you'd start getting into phase five. You would know by that point, hey, this deal has gone through and we can now legally use these characters. But you can't start building a franchise and a universe around characters that you don't own. Because then you're going to go into pre-production, right? You're going to write the script. You're going to get all the props done and all that. Oh, you know what? Deal fell through. We can't use them. Well, crap. Now we have to scramble and go and do something else. And then everything feels rushed. Yeah. I don't think they'll do that. I think they would do that for like phase five or phase six. Although I do see the poeticism if it was phase four with the Fantastic Four. That would be nice. (laughs) I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. But the Miss Marvel trailer. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite. Nope. So, all right, last little bit of trailer talk. Star Wars Episode Nine comes out next December. Yeah. Probably around Christmas. They're talking about possibly putting the first trailer for Episode Nine out sometime this month. What do you think about that? No. I don't think so either. No, they're not going to do that. I don't think it's a good idea. No, me neither. Um, because it's just so so far out yeah so far out it's so far out and i think what disney it's with what bob Iger was saying is that they're taking a step back and i think that's smart we saw that with um what happened with justice league and how crappy that was last year and how aquaman sounded really bad back then now aquaman's coming out we didn't get much we didn't hear much about Aquaman until these last couple of months when it really started ramping up. And now I cannot wait to see that movie. So I feel like it's smart to do that with Star Wars. You know, because, I mean, you had a lot of stuff. You had Solo was the last movie. It hasn't been that great. Just keep it out of the consciousness for a little bit. A little bit longer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's going to sell. It's going to sell. So Oh, absolutely. It's going to sell. Yeah. And I feel like just just rev it up a little longer. You know what I'm saying? Let people forget about Solo, forget about all that nonsense. Next year for Star Wars is going to be huge. You know, you got the new lands that are opening up at the Disney parks. You got the Mandalorian coming out next year, or at least we think, we hope. So Star Wars is going to have a big year next year. Just wait. (laughs) Just wait a little bit. I agree with you. I mean, they did it for episode seven. They released the trailer a year in advance. And I think that was just far too long. And granted, it got people talking about it and they started people know, hey, Star Wars is back. Well, that's, so that makes but that's sense. different, though, because right. I mean, you're I mean, 
we got to remember the prequels, and then we were like, that's it. Yeah. We never thought there was going to be a continuation. Exactly. That was all books and stuff. That is completely different. That's just hype train, hype train, hype train. You know what I'm saying? No, I do. I get it, and I completely agree with you. So I think episode nine, I really do. I think they should hold back and wait, drop a teaser trailer. You know what I think they should do? I think they should drop a teaser trailer for episode nine at the launch of Galaxy's Edge in California, right? Because that's going to be early summer of 2019. Then in fall of 2019, they're going to open Galaxy's Edge here in Florida. Drop a trailer then as well. So you have two trailers out now. Then you drop your third trailer sometime in between then and the movie, and you're good to go. That's what I would do. But granted, I don't work in Hollywood, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Like I said, there's there's no need to put it out right now. You know what I'm saying? The the hype will be there and at like at the same time you're you're kind of hitting two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of getting that fatigue kind of out of the way, the solo, the all the kind of mixed reactions that you had with the last movie, just kind of getting it out of there, you know? Sure. Time heals some wounds, man. Oh, it does. Absolutely it does. <laughs> and for those exact same reasons, I don't think this other rumor is true either of Frozen 2 coming out this month. The trailer, I mean. Yeah, no uh, no way. Because that's supposed to come out in November, again, mm-hmm. 11 months from now. It's less time than Star Wars, but I still don't think it's going to drop this month. Although, I, I mean, could poetically, see them, that yeah, would be exactly. pretty cool. And again, that's not in the same scenario as Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? Like with Star Wars, the, tra- the teaser has to be good. Frozen, because it's an animation, you can do fun things that aren't even necessarily part of the movie. That's kind of like what Toy Story did. You know, they're dancing around. You said like, oh, well, I didn't like that. But that was more, like you said, an announcement trailer. But that's not why I didn't like that. (laughs) Right, right. I'm just saying like that is something that you can play with because it's animation. Right. You can have Olaf pop up on the screen and do something cute and funny. Matter of fact, that's what they did the first time with Frozen. And there you go. And and how funny would that be? You get some people laughing, and then it's just like you got Frozen out there. Exactly. Not only that, but then, you know, you're releasing Frozen with presumably Snowfall with a white winter. Yeah. You know, I could understand that, but I still don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> Now, if we go back from Frozen, back to Star Wars for a second, it's going to be a nice segue because (laughs) Pedro Pascal (laughs) is going to play the Mandalorian in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Now, I've never seen anything that Pedro Pascal's ever been in. I mean, I know he was in Narcos, but I mean, have you ever seen anything he's in? Yeah. Yeah. He played the Red Viper in Game of Thrones, and he also uh, was in Narcos the first couple of seasons, and- the guy can act, dude. Can he? He's a fantastic actor. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, that's really what you want. Yeah. And that, and the <laughs> thing is, is that for me, it's just showing quality because right. I believe in the same report or uh, we found out too that Nick Nolte's in it. Mm-hmm. You got Gina Carano, which, you know, kind of made everybody scratch their head like what? Because she's a terrible actress. She's awful. Yeah. So it kind of makes you wonder if... She's just more like a side muscle character. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can see them doing that. Just someone who doesn't talk. Kind of like a Boba Fett. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's 
she would have to be because just to be there to she's throw an imposing down. body. Yeah, just to be there to throw down. I mean, she's pretty and she knows how to fight. I mean, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't know what they're gonna do with her, but the fact that John Favreau has her there, he obviously knows something we don't. So, exactly, we're gonna just have to wait and see. But as far as the castings of Nick Nolte and Pedro Pascal, it's it's almost on par with Episode Nine with me right now. Like, as far as my excitement for both of them, yeah. Like, if you told me right now, hey, man, you can see one or the other right now, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to say right now. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm so looking forward to this. Wow. Yeah. Like, I'm looking forward to it. I just, I didn't realize that it was that level for you. But it's the amount of talent that they're putting in there is what I'm saying is, is that they're, they're making, it's, it's exciting for someone like me, a Star Wars fan. Because we're exploring a time period that we finally haven't explored before. You That's know true. What I'm saying we're going in a different direction with a new character. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking for, not clearly as not as much as you are, but <laughs> yeah, clearly not. But I mean, it, it's just the fact. Like I said, you got ten episodes or so. It's a long. It's like a ten hour movie, man. And you can explore exactly. and do so much that you can't do in a feature movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm still excited for nine. So, I mean, I'm just. I'm just so happy that Disney is putting up the money and the talent and the direct the directorial talent for the show. Oh sure. They want it to be good. It's going to be one of their flagship shows for Disney Plus. So it's going to be mm-hmm. there's going to be muscle behind I it. I feel like there's so much riding on this too because I feel like if this is a hit, it can give Disney confidence to go, okay, we can now start branching out we can start exploring different things. We don't have to keep mining from the same place over True. and over again. True. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big fan of Netflix. As am I. I like Netflix a lot. And over the past couple of months, we've been talking about them. Canceled Iron Fist. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Its viewership was awful. Then they came back and said there's not going to be a second season of Defenders. Right. I'm like, okay, it wasn't the best. Like, it was cool, but... I get it. A little bit gimmicky. Then they cancel Luke Cage. I'm like, okay. So we went from six Marvel shows on Netflix down to three. We had Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Punisher. Fine. That's fine. Those are my favorites anyway. Daredevil season three came out and was just accepted with open arms and praise. People were jumping in the streets, having a party. Daredevil season three is incredible. It's awesome. I don't know that for a fact. I'm getting Jamie through season two right now, mm. and she freaking loves it, man. Mm-hmm. She's getting mad at me because I'm not letting her watch it without me, <laughs> and she has way more time than I do. <laughs> <laughs> she gets very upset. Well, she's a good wife. She I, is. She's I would a very secretly good wife. watch it without you and then just <laughs> do the reactions for it later. You're a terrible wife, Chris. That's exactly what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix came out and canceled Daredevil, which is sad to me because, man, he was such a good Daredevil. I don't know why everyone's so sad. I mean, I see why you can be disappointed, but I, I kind of feel like everybody should understand what's going on. And I feel like it's... It's like I get it, it's, but I didn't like, want oh, to no, stop. Oh, no, they're gone. Yeah, we got to wait. But, I mean, I we all know they're going to come back. and it, Not those m- ones. Maybe... Well, you don't know that. We don't know that. And you know what? If it goes to a Disney streaming service, which is what everyone's screaming, oh, but then it won't be dark. Well, that's not true either. Because 
We don't know what Disney is going to do. That is true. But even if they say, hey, listen, we're not having any, you know, mature titled uh, shows here. Mm -hmm. That is not what makes Daredevil and all these shows amazing. It's the storytelling. It's the actors themselves. That is what makes that show special. It's not because you Kingpin took someone's head and smashes it with a car door until his head falls off. I mean, it's it, true. You know what I'm saying? And those fight scenes with Daredevil going down the hallways and stuff, those are cool. It's just going to be less less blood, less shanking, less, you know, it's just going to be less bloody, less right. cursing. That doesn't but make a show But there's not a lot bad. of cursing in Daredevil well, to I'm just with. saying, like, you know, because it's a mature show. So I'm saying that is not what makes the show good. Look, I agree with you. Um, so I'm saying if it goes to the Disney streaming service, because I don't feel like the Mandalorian, like we were just talking about, is going to be you know, a kid's show. I don't think so, so either. I feel like it's going to kind of push the limits of like a PG-13 sort of something like that. Maybe a little less, maybe a little more. I don't know. But it can you can still do those Daredevil shows and all that sort of stuff in the same vein that you would a Mandalorian. I agree. Or a Loki and, and Falcon and all of them, you know? Absolutely. I agree with you. I'm just sad because I genuinely don't think that Charlie Cox is coming back as Daredevil. I do not think that Vincent D'Onofrio is coming back as Kingpin, and that man is brilliant. So then, as why Kingpin. why would Netflix get rid of it? I think Marvel and Disney are putting pressure on Netflix, especially with this whole bit about them making their own streaming service. They're now becoming competition, straight up competition to Netflix. And I think that's rubbing Netflix the wrong way. So Iron Fist got canceled. Luke Cage got canceled. Defenders got canceled. Daredevil got canceled right after a very good season three. I think once Jessica Jones season three comes out and Punisher season two comes out, those are going to be immediately canceled as well. I don't know that Disney is going to get those characters back as far as like a streaming TV service situation goes, but I think they would be able to go back into like the movies, you know, which would be cool. Mm -hmm. But if you do that again, I don't think you take Vincent D'Onofrio. I don't think you take Charlie Cox because even though they said, oh yeah, we're in the same universe, there was nothing connecting any of those shows outside of like a little, oh yeah, the incident in New York or something like that. Yeah. Do you have a big green hand or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Almost <laughs> to the point where I really wish they just weren't. You know what I'm saying? And kind of do like a CW and like what they did with Gotham is just do your own thing, you know? I agree. I agree. So because of that, I genuinely loved those actors in that role. Mm-hmm. So that does make me sad. I don't think the characters are going away. I know Daredevil's coming back. I know Iron Fist and Luke Cage and all of them. They're coming back. They're going to come back differently, though, and that kind of makes me sad. Well, we'll see. I mean, nothing can help your streaming service out either than saying, hey, remember that awesome show that was on Netflix? We got it. Come over here. Which is why it would be odd to me that Netflix goes, okay, you want us to cancel it? We'll cancel it and we'll give it back to you. I don't think that that's how that contracts written out i don't know whatever whatever the case is i still think that as far as daredevil i don't think we've seen the last of daredevil i can't oh speak. no absolutely I, not no 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 i meant with the actors and everything i still feel like they can still come back as for 
it's only Daredevil. Everybody else, I don't know. You know, right. I'm, I'm I'm not putting my money down for definitely not for Iron Fist, but <laughs> <laughs> Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, I don't know. Jessica but, Jones was good. I like Kristen Ritter as her, mm-hmm. but the only three people I want back: Charlie Cox's Daredevil, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, and John Bernthal's Punisher. Those yeah, are the three. Well, those are the three I care about. Yeah. Well, we'll see. All right, Chris. Episode twenty of the Nocturnal Disney Podcast was me by myself giving my thoughts and reviews on Ralph Breaks the Internet. Tell me, have you gotten a chance to see the movie yet? I have. Saw that. What weekend. did you think of it? I really liked it. Right. Yeah. The right. her slaughtery song was just to die for. It brought a tear to my eye. It was so good. <laughs> the little clown coming up in the little tricycle like that was great. Um It was a good movie. Now, it is I can say confidently, I don't think it's as good as the first one. I don't either. I don't think it's close actually. In its own thing, it's really good though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think the strength of the first one for me was the fact that they were into video games and stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't care too much about this one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just because... I don't think this one is going to end up being as timeless as the first one. Exactly. I And that's the thing. Um, but it was still good, though. I mean, it was. it had me laughing. Lots of heart in there. I mean, in the end, when, you know, he's... He's having to confront with a decision and he's and he's welling up and you're you are also welling up. Yeah. So that's what I love about that series, man. They when they do decide to tackle tougher subjects, mm-hmm. they do it just so well. Yeah, I 100 I percent agree with that. I will say, though, my favorite part of the movie isn't Vanellope. Well, it is kind of <laughs> isn't Ralph it isn't Gal Gadot's character. It's the princesses. They are my favorite part of the movie. They're so funny. I almost would want to see a movie just with all of them together <laughs> going on a quest or something like Lord of the Rings. Like that <laughs> would be so funny and awesome. Because I, I with Vanellope in there too, because she would be a, considered a princess. Right, right. A, pr- a movie, kind of like a side movie with her and those girls. That would, would be, be pretty cool. Fantastic, I think. That would be pretty pretty cool. I like that a lot. You know, like she kind of, they kind of go off on their own thing. Maybe you can throw uh, Gal Gadot's character and make it about maybe she's a princess somehow. I don't know. But the point is, is the that princess of slaughter race. Exactly, <laughs> princess of slaughter race. So that's that's what I liked. I really liked the movie. The strengths of the movie were it's definitely the Disney princesses. Eeyore was hilarious. <laughs> I was always happy to see or pop up yeah. just about anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. And uh, I don't know. Do you think they're going to come out with a third one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, I don't think you leave it here. Mm-hmm. Although if they did leave it here, it's, it's a, a fine spot to end. Exactly. It makes sense. But I do think that there's going to be a third one. What they're going to do, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. They... It's an arcade. It's an arcade. That arcade is going to close. Yeah. So what do you do? Have a mass exodus to the internet? Because then they're all safe. Yeah. Internet's like a giant game central station. Mm -hmm. 
or they can, you know, they'll eventually start dealing with apps. Maybe Wrecker Ralph becomes an app on your phone, you know, and they all end up splitting up. So they're no longer in this hub together. Mm -hmm. They can meet in the internet, but. And see, that was always something I thought about too with Wreck It Ralph is across the world, there are a number of different arcades. Yeah. Are there a number of different Ralphs and Vanellopes and mm-hmm. different characters, you know? No. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's the thing. Like, it would be like the many worlds philosophy, right? Yeah. Where you have Ralph in China and well, he's different well, from look, the Ralph in America. Well, look what they said in this movie with Vanellope. I mean, the whole the whole premise is based on, you know, like her steering wheel broke to mm-hmm. the actual real game. And there was right. only one available left in the world. There was one on eBay. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. So, but I mean, it, it shows that it's not like this huge popular game. You know? Exactly. And it so. does, it's also showing that like, arcade cabinets and arcades in general mm-hmm. aren't doing very like, well. I feel like you can do a lot with apps because I do too. app games, that's all we play now. And the best thing is about those app games, you can play a classic Pac-Man game on your phone. You can yeah. play all these arcade games on your phone. Now, are they as good as the joystick and stuff? Absolutely not. But I still, you can still play it on there. So what I'm saying is, is that if it closes down, it would be interesting to see a story maybe where they all have to run to the internet and they're all existing on their app phones. I feel like that's like the next stage. The only thing that I would be cautious of with that is Wreck-It Ralph, we've already discussed this, was timeless. Yeah. Ralph Breaks the Internet, not so much. Yeah. If a movie comes out about apps, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be dated almost immediately. Yeah, and and that's why I said I feel like they should play to the strength of this movie, which, again, I thought the princesses stuck out mm-hmm. because they were funny. The way they interacted with each other was hilarious. I love Nosemore. And the thing... And, yeah, Nosemore. <laughs> and Vanellope. Like, they all worked perfectly. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, why not do a little side movie? I mean, you you know, that that would be something I would be thinking about doing. Absolutely. No, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. I like because I would because I would love to see a third movie. Yeah. So Chris, going back to the moment after podcast, what would you give this? I go out and see it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go out and see it in the theaters because it was it's a good enough movie to see it, and on its own, it's a awesome movie. It's mm-hmm. just when you're comparing it to the first one, it's to me again, it's not on that same level. Right. It's like an A and a B, even though. I would still give this movie an A. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, the first one was just so good. The second one, it hits really high points. It hits moments that are really good, too. And the other other thing is, too, the first one is the first one. Mm -hmm. And it came out, and I really feel like it was a big surprise for people. Mm -hmm. Like, they weren't expecting what they got with Wreck-It Ralph. Like, it was a movie about a lot of nostalgia, about video games, but it was a movie about two characters and it had a lot of heart to it. Mm-hmm. And this is the same. It's about two characters. It has a lot of heart to it. But the nostalgia factor, I don't think was as big for the internet as it was for those old video games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I agree with you with that. Good, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it because I did too. I didn't want it to fight you. Yeah, it was a good movie. <laughs> Thank you.
Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. On behalf of the cast of the Walt Disney World Resort, we'd like to welcome you to the Magic Kingdom. Disney, I don't know if you heard about this or not, is opening an exhibit all dedicated to Mary Poppins Returns. Bunch of props and whatnot. That's very exciting to me. Is it? Oh, yes. Like, I really enjoy Launch Bay. I really enjoy Launch Bay, mainly because of that. I love going in there and seeing the giant models of the spaceships. I love going in there and seeing the models of the suits. Me I think too. it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I go there pretty much every time we go to Hollywood. Do you really? I've seen it a million times, but I could still walk through it and see it again, you know? Oh, yeah. But I just, I like that in general. Like when they had the Backlot Tour, mm-hmm. you'd go through the, you would go through a warehouse and you would just see props from all kinds of movies. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah. gone now, but it was still a lot of fun. Yeah. And so to do a dedicated thing like this for Mary Poppins Returns, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I think that makes me very happy. Well, Matter of fact, I know that makes me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't say I'm excited because once again, I haven't seen it. That's so, going to change, buddy. <laughs> like this week we're watching yeah, that movie. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, and I've been getting it from everybody saying that I need to see this movie. I it's know. upsetting to me. It's, you know what? It just didn't happen, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm like you. I like seeing props. I like seeing stuff from movies. And this would be something I think next time I go up, I, I take a look at. All right. So I learned something this week that has upset me significantly. Um, come December 30th, happy birthday to me. I'm going to be 30. <laughs> right? Well, apparently, Hollywood Studios is starting 30 in January. So take that, Hollywood Studios. I'm older than you, and it makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> but they're commemorating this big event with a brand new park logo, which is exciting. It is. I really, really enjoy change. I don't enjoy all change. I believe uh, you had a hard time with the Hollywood (laughs) sign coming down and now you're (laughs) raving about it. Listen, 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 listen. (laughs) I didn't know I was getting something new to look at. I just thought they're taking it away from me. Yeah, they're just like, you know what? For Bryce, we're just going to pull this down for no reason. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So that's coming out and there is nothing that we know about it at all. Uh, I'm very excited though. It's going to be debuting on January 18th. It's right around the corner, man. It's mm-hmm. like next month, month and a half away. Next month. That's cool. That's something that's interesting because I didn't know anything about it. The other thing that I didn't know about, and this isn't going to hit till May, but it's called The Wonderful World of Animation. It's a new nighttime show at Hollywood Studios. Again, commemorating the 30th anniversary. So they're going to be taking away the Star Wars show that they have there? You think so? Is that what that is? You said a new well because I mean at nighttime you have Fantasia or Fantasmic, Fantasmic, and then you have the Star Wars show, right? So do you think they're going to get rid of the Star Wars show or do you think they're going to get rid of Fantasmic? I mean, I want to say I, that's tough. I mean, Star Wars, you know, is going to be the new leader of the park. Is going to be the main feature, right? But then Fantasmic has been going on forever, and I think that's why it's going away. Yeah, yeah. Time I think, to update it. Mm-hmm. And it's cool there because you got that huge arena and you can do a lot with it. Exactly. Especially since they're saying that it's going to be a nighttime spectacular, right? Star Wars isn't tagged like that. Mm-hmm. That's not how it is described. That is how Phantasmic's described. 
And Fantasmic is its big show-stopping finisher. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I do think that Fantasmic is getting out of there, especially since we just got rid of Wishes, right? We know that a new nighttime show is coming to Epcot next year. We just got Rivers of Light, right, over at Animal Kingdom. I like it Rivers ma- of Light. So do I. It's a good show. We have three new nighttime spectaculars at the three other parks. It makes sense that it would be phantasmic going away. Granted, it's just speculation, but uh, if you look at what's going on, you know, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. kind of guess. I will say, though, it does make me a little sad because I enjoy phantasmic. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to end the day. It is. You know, and it's it's really cool. Like, I I love the princesses dancing on the different floats going around the moat. I think that's beautiful. And I think it's really cool to see them properly do projection of movies up on water. I just like seeing Mickey smite the the dragon the dragon with his <laughs> mighty sword of justice. Take that, Maleficent. Shooting him in the face with a bunch of fireworks. <laughs> the thing that I'm going to be happy to see go, though, is Pocahontas. Yeah. It, it's got to be one of my least favorite Disney movies. Mm. I can't remember the last time I watched it. Pocahontas? I re- yeah, I really don't like it. I like Pocahontas. Yeah. 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 I mean it's More not it's too, not like it's like it's special or anything, but I like it. Yeah. I, I don't hate it. I just find it a touch boring, you know? That's just me though. Disappointing, man. <laughs> it's disappointing. Ah, uh, are you checking in tonight? Welcome home. We have a lot of new things coming to the parks next year. One of the things that you and I have been going crazy about talking about is the Skyliner, right? I'm so excited for that. Me too. You know, and we're sitting there talking about, oh, it's going to be enclosed capsules and this and this. It's going to be great. It's going to take you from one place to another. Scenic views. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be fantastic. Nice and cool way to just relax. Exactly, but it's not because a Disney representative came out and said, hey, we're actually going to be giving you guys little vents to ventilate the cabin. No air conditioning. Uh, Get out of here. What the heck? Are you out of your mind? Yeah. Are you wanting people to die? (laughs) (laughs) There must be some good ventilating system. It's very nearly 5,000 degrees in Florida (sighs) on a... Almost daily basis. Yeah. It is brutally hot down here. Mm -hmm. And humid. And humid. We get both. Exactly. So you have that. Compound that with the fact that these are enclosed capsules. So you're going to have the sun coming in through the windows so you can see these nice scenic views. Get me, you, and Kevin in one of those bad boys in the middle of summer. It's going to be a stinky cart. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I can easily see some of those carts hitting 100, 105 degrees. It's going to be I mean, hot, the, man. You know what? It might. The only thing I'm thinking of is that it's higher elevation, right? The breeze up there, you're going to catch a breeze. They must, and that's the thing. I don't think Disney is stupid. Neither I think, do I. I think that they're fully aware that people will for sure die up there. So <laughs> it's like, okay, this ventilating system, it must work somehow, some way. Well, to be fair, people dying has not stopped them from not updating their monorail system. <laughs> so maybe, just maybe, they're going to say- doors hanging it. off in front of their resorts. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. This is very upsetting news to me. Yeah. Because not only do I feel like 
it's going to be obviously way slower mm-hmm. than something like your car. Right. But I also don't think it's going to add a whole lot of time to taking something than like the bus, you know, which again has AC. I have a feeling me and you're going to have to let everybody know how this is at least once. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. I'm definitely going to do it once and I hope that it's a good experience, but it's opening in July. Mm, I can't imagine that it will be. I'd be terrified to step in there. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be like a sauna, man. Like, I hope that I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like right now this is going to be awful. Yeah. Especially when you look at something like the Orlando Eye, right? The Orlando Eye has big cabins, enough to hold probably 10 people comfortably, right? All enclosed air conditioning system. It's air conditioned in there and it is comfortable. The other thing is too, I don't feel like the ventilation system is going to be something that you can adjust. I don't think you're going to be able to like open a window. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Disney's trying to keep people from jumping out. Disney's trying to keep people from falling out. Unless there's, they open it up and you have like bars. Okay, great. But it also rains at a drop of a hat here in Florida, right? Sure. So you have that. Somebody gets on the skyline. Leaves it open. Cranks it down, leaves it open. What are you going to do? Rain's going to get in there, mold out the carpet. Is that what you want? I don't think so. I think that these are going to be holes along the whole top of the thing. I think it's going to be a nightmare. Sounds terrifying, actually. I know. It's going to be awful. <laughs> a sauna coffin. Exactly. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the new tower going in over at Coronado Springs. We have yet a new tower to talk about. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the two towers. Another tower is going in over at the Swan and Dolphin. It's mm-hmm. going to be called The Cove. Yeah. It's kind of cool, man. It's all glass-fronted building. Mm-hmm. It looks sleek. It does. It looks fresh. Which is odd that it's going to be attached to the Swan and Dolphin because yeah. that does not. It looks old. Yeah. I mean, I stayed at the Swan and Dolphin. I really enjoyed my stay. I thought the rooms and everything was nice. Oh, I'm not talking about the rooms. Yeah, the, yeah That's yeah. fine. The outside kind of looks. Exactly. Yeah, yeah But yeah. I'm sure they're going to end up getting a paint job and different things like that. Yeah. It's going to look a little bit different and mm-hmm. look a little bit better. Well, it just seems like they were like, we want, we obviously need more rooms, so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you and I have done the math a few times, just the number of people that will come into Disney World because now there are more rooms. It's upsetting. Now, obviously, not all of them are going to be sold out all the time. Yeah. But But you only feel feel like with the new stuff that's coming out, it's going to get bigger and bigger. Exactly. So Disney's got its projections. They're like, we need these many new rooms. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, okay, more crowd then, more crowd. Mm-hmm. More <laughs> crowd and they make more coin. Oh, exactly. And that's isn't that what it's all about? That's, that's what it's all about. <laughs> Recently, I have become a fairly big fan of the Kingdom Hearts series. Right. Like, I had never played them until the collection got released for the PlayStation 4, which is odd because I love Final Fantasy games and I love yeah, Disney. I've always thought that was really <laughs> weird. I thought that would be like literally a game made in heaven for you. Like, it is right up my alley. Like, it there's, is. there's nothing more I could want out of a game. Which like, is weird because that was literally the first game I got for the PlayStation 2, or like one of the first games I got for the PlayStation 2. Really? And me and Kevin spent pretty much several weeks 
playing the game. Mm -hmm. And then like, I remember I went to New York for like a week. He came over cause he was house sitting with, with his family and stuff. Mm -hmm. He beat the Aladdin, uh, portion (laughs) (laughs) and and I came back and I'm like, man, I didn't see that, but it wasn't like, it felt more like a team effort, you know? Right. But it was such a good game though. It is. And since I started playing it, I have beaten the first one Mm -hmm. and I've started Chain of Memories. I believe it's Chain of Memories. The the one that was a mobile game and you had the I, cards. I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't play any of those games. I only no? played the second one, the direct sequel. You know what I'm saying? Right. A, a lot of people, it's so confusing and so nutty. It really is. You can watch a YouTube video on it and it'll explain it, which is why I don't play anything in the middle. It's like I just was like, okay, I'm going to do one I'll play two, and then anything that comes out in between, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to go through that mess. And to be honest with you, I think that's what I'm going to do. It's the smarter thing to do. I think I'm just going to stop playing Chain of Memories and jump over to two, because three is coming out in January. It's what you have to do, because, I mean, it's literally (laughs) just confusing. It's taking a lot of time. Yeah, and number three is coming out, so, I mean, and number two takes a little bit to beat, so. Right. Yeah, I would definitely just skip that. Watch a video. Watch the lead up to two, or beat two, and then watch the whole lead up, and it'll make sense. Yeah. Well, the reason I'm bringing it up is because from December 14th to January 31st at Disney Springs, where that Disney corner used to be, that kind of like, that pseudo World of Disney store, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a special event for Kingdom Hearts 3. I know. I'm so excited. Me too. (laughs) That makes me really happy, because I love when Disney takes things and embraces it like that. You know, yes, yeah. it's Disney properties, but it is not really a Disney game. It yeah, is Well, I mean it's split, you know. Exactly. You got Final Fantasy melded with uh Disney. Exactly. And Disney could have taken him and like, yeah, it's it's cute, you know, nice, that's great, mm-hmm. and not really done anything with it. And to be fair, they haven't. Mm-hmm. Not until now. And yeah, now yeah. they're doing something like Yes. Well, you got to realize they probably missed a lot of that. When Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, it was only still for the PlayStation 3, right? 2. No, I'm pretty sure it was still the PlayStation 2, early 3. Okay. I don't think it was 3, though. I'm going to be honest. No, because everyone during PlayStation 3, I think, was like, oh, we're going to get Kingdom Hearts the sequel. It's been a long time. So I think 1 and 2 came out with the PlayStation 2. We didn't get nothing for three, and then we're finally getting something for the PlayStation 4, or, you know, for now Xbox and stuff like that, because no. it's going to be on all platforms. I don't think so. It is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Really? It's getting released on pretty much all platforms, I think. I definitely know the Xbox. After much deliberation and consideration, Chris, I'll say you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm I'm pretty excited because me and uh, Raylan's anniversary is in January next month, so we're going to be heading to Disney, and it's it makes me happy to know that I'm going to be in Disney Springs when this comes out, so I can take a look at it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's it's going to be pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Grab a Keyblade from the wall. That's what they said. They said they're going to have like props and replicas and stuff, and art and stuff. That's pretty sweet. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Good I'm job, look- Disney. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. I gotta be honest with you. 
I'm looking forward more to this than I am to Mary Poppins. <laughs> the exhibit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. You well, want to see an umbrella in a trench coat? But, you know, I mean, I really like no, Mary Poppins. No, I know. Though. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, they're completely two different things. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. They are. But, you know, like, if you're taking them both, hey, this is an exhibit, this is an exhibit, which one do you want to see more? I kind of want to see Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Very, very cool. When stars are born, they possess a gift or two. One of them is this. They have the power to make a wish come true. Man, what a great trip. Let's relive it, huh? When stars are born, they possess... All right, so Chris, you and I want to start a thing. Mm-hmm. where we just give tips to people who are new to the parks. Maybe you are going to the parks quite a bit, but you're like, ah, you know what? I don't want to waste my time trying this. Mm-hmm. I feel like Let's that's see something, what someone else thinks. Right. I feel like that's something we should do. We live here in Florida. We go to Disney multiple times a year. I mean, oh, we yes. have to because, I mean, we're, we're annual pass holders, so, I mean, you got to make that make it count. Make it worth it. Right, exactly. So, you know, I feel like it's only nice and helpful to help everybody else out who maybe hasn't been or who wants to go to let them know, hey, is this worth your time? Is this worth your money? Should you take the kids? Should you not take the kids? Exactly. Because there's a lot of stuff to do in Disney World. A lot of stuff. You know, I mean, you're not going there and be like, I'm going there for two days and I'm doing everything. Yeah. You just literally can't. Yeah, and this will be for everything that we can basically get to, which is what, food reviews, uh, yeah, talking about different restaurants, talking about different rides, maybe mm-hmm. talking about new rides, old rides, so on and so forth. Yeah, resorts if we ever become rich enough to stay at one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All that sort of stuff. Exactly. And so to start that, mm-hmm. you and I recently went to Blaze Pizza in yeah. Disney Springs. What did you think of it? I liked it. Yeah, and I was kind of surprised because everybody said it's a very fast, uh, quick service. Yeah, you know, and it, you basically get your own individual pizza. Right, and it's funny because it's a little ten-inch pizza. Yeah, and the thing was is that that night, me and Kevin didn't eat. We were starving mm-hmm. when we were hanging out. We just did the void. I was ready to kill some food. Yeah, and we walked in, and I was like, "Man, I hope this is enough." It was more than enough satisfied me full you know i was completely satisfied oh absolutely now what's cool is when you go in there you have a couple options mm-hmm. you know you build your own pizza have a pepperoni pizza have a specialty pizza yeah and you have a number of specialty options whatever but they're all within 75 cents of each other yeah it's like pepperoni pizza is 925 build your own is 950 yeah and the <laughs> And the specialty is nine seventy five, which is what I got. Lines. Which is what I got. The specialty pizza. I got yeah. the what was it? The white pizza or the margarita pizza? Forgot which one. I believe you got the white. Yeah, and that was delicious. Yeah, their their stuff is always very fresh, mm-hmm. very clean. You can literally watch it get made. You do. It's it reminds me of Subway. Yeah. You know, you walk in there and you're like, I want to build my own pizza. Okay, what kind of sauce do you want? What mm-hmm. kind of cheese do you want? And on the topic of cheese, ever go there? going to be given the option of cheese and you're going to out of just sheer habit say i want mozzarella and you are correct get the mozzarella but also ask on top of the mozzarella say i want 
fresh mozzarella fresh because mozzarella. that is going to kick it up a massive amount. Mm-hmm. That's what you want, that fresh mozzarella. It's mm-hmm. so good. And that's the cool thing. They have lots of toppings there. It's all fresh. You can see it get made in front of you, and it's fast. It, it really is. It really is fast. I mean, me and Jamie went in there. We were on a crunch, man. Yeah. We had 20 minutes to get from there to a movie. Fortunately, there was no line, which sometimes that happens. Sometimes the line is just abysmal. Yeah, yeah. That is one of the negatives. It's a drawback because that place gets very, very busy, but still a nice spot to eat. <laughs> yeah, it is. And we got in, got out, and made our movie with probably five minutes left, five minutes to spare. So oh, there you go. more than enough time. Which you're like, oh my God, they made it that fast and you ate it that quickly? Yeah, when you have the proper motivation, you can eat that fast. <laughs> but they made it with enough time for me to eat and eat comfortably. Well, you let's know? tell them about the type of pizzas they make. It's a thin crust pizza. Right. Which I'm not usually a fan of. Yeah. But they don't overcook it. Mm-hmm. And they can easily overcook a thin yeah, crust yeah. pizza. But they refrain. And mm-hmm. I appreciate that because it is fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. The crust is not usually something that I enjoy because the way my mind works, it says uh, the crust is something you hold. The pizza has the toppings on it. Why would you eat the part you hold and not the part of the toppings? Now, I'm a crust guy. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, they have to do something extra with it, you know? Like usually they'll just put garlic on it and stuff like that. Oh, sure. Maybe they stuff it with cheese. (laughs) (laughs) But at Blaze, I will eat the crust because it is so good. Yeah. You know, since it's a thin crust, it's not super heavy. The majority of your intake, if you will, Mm -hmm. is from the toppings and good on them. I mean, that's where it should come from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, we were starving coming in there and I ordered the white pizza. I didn't have, there was like no meat on that thing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh man, maybe I made a bad choice. I just (laughs) like white pizzas, but I'm like, maybe I should have just loaded it up with meat or something like that. Right. I was full. Yeah. And I was satisfied, not full to the point where you're like, ugh. It's a perfect place that you can just stop, have a bite, not spend too much, and then take off from there. Exactly. You know, it's not going to put you in a coma where you're going to want to go back to your hotel, nap, or whatever. It's a very good-sized meal for a good price. Exactly. Now, the one thing that I don't really enjoy about Blaze, like I said, it can get very, very busy. Yeah. And when it does, the seating is a bloody nightmare. It is. Because if you go in there and you have a group, say, eight people, right? Mm-hmm. They have cafeteria-style seating, which you think, well, that's great for a larger group, and it is. But the problem is people don't take it and use it like cafeteria sitting. They spread out. So you have, like, these big chunks of open space. Yeah. Like, move down, please. Yeah. And they won't. Everyone's just too afraid to sit next to each other. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, it, it can get a little weird. And the thing is, is you know, it just depends on the time of day. I feel like maybe if you go in the afternoon, it won't be that bad. During lunchtime, it right. won't be that bad. Um, we went really late. Yeah. Well, not, not like super late, like 10 o'clock. Dinner time, 9, 10 o'clock. And, yeah, it was packed. Mm-hmm. And if, yes, if we did have, there was only the three of us, if we had two extra people, they would be standing. Yeah. So, I mean. Or sitting somewhere else. <clears throat> yeah. Because you have booths lining the edge walls, mm-hmm. and then in the middle there, you have three long cafeteria-style seating. Now, they do have outdoor seating. 
they do, but that's more for smaller groups and smaller parties. Mm-hmm. You know, so the three of us probably could have gone out to the porch. Yeah, but it's Florida. It's hot. Yeah, it's and muggy, hot. and it's like yeah. right next to a lake. Mm-hmm. And so I gotta think that mosquitoes in certain <laughs> times could be very, very bad. Yeah. In general, man, I think Blaze is a great place to go. Yeah, it's, it's Jamie's favorite spot now. It's awesome. Oh, and the cool thing is, is they give you a bunch of sauce at the end. <laughs> they really if do. If you want barbecue sauce, buffalo sauce, ranch, all that sort of stuff, they got you hooked up at the very end. Yeah, they hook you up. It's great. <laughs> yeah, so for me, it's a definite recommend. Yeah, me too. With the caveat of, hey, if you're going to go during a busy time, mm-hmm. you might want to get a slight snack before you get in the line because it can take a little bit. Yeah, maybe. If, I mean, you're not waiting 45, 50 minutes no, in line. No, no, no. But no. it can be. Just go with the as, expectation that you might be standing for a little bit, possibly, if yeah. you go during dinner time or something like that. Yeah, because you can stand as long as like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. I've done the 30 minutes before. It's long. And that's the end for this week anyway. want to thank you all for listening. You can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Twitter, Tumblr, and SoundCloud. You can also find us on DigiFox Studios' new network, the Fox Playbox. Just type in foxplaybox.com and you can find all the shows in our network. If you'd be so kind as to like, favorite, and subscribe, we would greatly appreciate it. It does get us up to the ranks so more people can find our show. And because this episode has been so long, just, just packed full of news... I'm going to forego any hidden Mickey hunt or anything like that for this week. And until next Saturday, this is Bryce and Chris saying, have a great night. May all your endings be happy. And well, you know the rest. (laughs) 